0: Hi, I'm referee Mark Fralick. Thanks for joining me today. It is episode number 38 of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. We're taking an alternate route in this episode today. Normally, we feature a varsity high school basketball official and offer tips throughout the podcast for other officials for education purposes. We're still doing the education purposes on this, but today... I'm speaking with what we in Ohio term as a class two official or one who is simply not taking the exam quite yet to become a varsity official. And the perspective is quite interesting for a couple of reasons. My guest is Tim Streed of Powell, Ohio near Columbus. And this 45 year old official is unique because Tim also serves as the director of media relations at the Ohio High School Athletic Association in Columbus. Tim joined the OHSAA in 2008 after spending some time at the Ohio State University in the Athletics Communication Office. And Tim is a graduate of Marion Pleasant High School and Bluffton University and taught for a little bit at Elida High School in Northwest Ohio before entering his job at OSU. He and his wife Anna have two sons, age eleven and ten, and we talk about uh, balancing officiating his OHSAA job and family later on in the podcast. Uh, Tim is entering his third season of officiating basketball and gives a really a good glimpse of what things are like from a non varsity official. Some of the things we talk about uh, include mentoring, uh, dealing with coaches. Um, you know, just a variety of different things that I think veteran officials can kind of look at and, and say, you know, you know what, that's some of the things I probably ought to pass along to some of the young officials that I know. And also Tim offers a perspective from his position at the OHSAA as well. pq 2 LLC. Is the major sponsor of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. Matt Kearns is a great friend of mine who's a longtime Ohio basketball official, and he is the owner of PQ2 LLC. So you can learn more about that business at PQ2.com. Also, add this podcast to your favorites uh, on whatever you're listening this to. Are you listening to it on Spotify or Apple? Uh, Google Podcast Platforms, but be sure to hit that subscribe button on the podcast. And once you do that, uh, when a new episode is launched, usually on Friday mornings, uh, you'll receive a notification on your phone. And please, if you would, I would really appreciate if you would take time to rate and review the podcast so I know how how I'm doing on the podcast. And finally, if you'd like to support the podcast financially, you can go to anchor.fm backslash mark-fraelich again anchor.fm backslash mark-fraelich and click on the support button and from there you can select any of the options that they have available i believe there's a 99 cent option a 4.99 a month option and a 9.99 a month option so i appreciate any support you can provide episode number 38 of the high school basketball referee with mark Frailik podcast is up next enjoy So as I mentioned before, Tim uh, works at the OHSAA, and he is from Powell, Ohio, and we're just uh, real happy to have him on the show today, I think, to give a different perspective. Um, I think most of the shows that we've done have dealt with um, some experienced varsity officials, and Tim's not at that level yet. And But the unique part about uh, where we, we have Tim today is he's involved with the OHSAA and, and decided to to take up officiating so we'll get to all of that uh in a little bit but i wanted to tell tim thanks for joining us today uh for being on the podcast
1: well thanks mark it's uh, great to be with you I've, I've listened to your show and it's a honor for me to be a, a part of your show we you and i go back several years yep. back uh through the state tournaments and Always great to chat with you.
0: Yep. Thank you very much. And uh, before we get into our special segments, the first one being the pregame, we definitely want to hear from our major sponsor, which is PQ2 LLC, and its wonderful owner, Matt Kearns, who's a good friend of mine, also a longtime basketball official. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, ref. If your day job requires engineering thermoplastics, connect with PQ2 LLC and have a thorough, candid, and honest pre-game discussion about your next injection molding, extrusion, or blow molded project. Make the right call to PQ2 LLC. That's www.pq-2.com. So in the pregame, we talked a
0: little bit about our uh, season review into last year. You know, last year was such an odd year with COVID, and uh, it was both different and difficult at times, I think. So, Tim, what did you learn as a, a new basketball official that you can use this year that might have helped your officiating career?
1: Sure. Well, you're right that the 2020-21 uh, school year and basketball season was uh, difficult and strange and, and unfortunate in some ways because we had very limited capacities. Um, I, I I think of a couple things. First of all, I'm just so glad that we had a season mm-hmm. because I've reminded folks many times that there were a lot of states that didn't play sports last year. Um, it, it was just hard to believe, but we, we were fortunate in Ohio that we were able to get that green light to play all of our sports in their normal season last year. So first of all, I'm just glad we played. Um, but, but also I'm glad that last year wasn't my very first year of basketball officiating mm-hmm. because, uh, boy, if that would have been my first year trying to just learn how to work, um, uh, and, and be good at, at what you're trying to do on the basketball court, but also trying to navigate, uh, new protocols, how to do the pregame meetings, how to just function within a school building, uh, that would have been tough to try to learn, uh, for the first time too. So, um, last year was my second year officiating, uh, this year, I'm going into my third year. Uh, but I think the biggest thing I learned is just that, that, you know, obviously there's, you know, the games are, are, you know, they can be intense, you know, obviously, It's uh, a situation where coaches want to win, parents want to win, players want to play hard. But I I had just a great experience because I think schools realized just that they were fortunate to be out there and to have a season. And it was a a very positive uh, experience. I didn't have uh, many issues at all. Um, And again, as we talked about, it's at the class two level. So we'll, we'll get into that. But uh, I think more than anything, I just learned how um, thankful schools are to have a season, um, to, to have the officials there and work the game. Sometimes they don't always show it, but uh, I know that they're glad that we're there to, to
0: do our job. Sure. So talk about your journey into officiating. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting as a, an employee of the OHSA. Now it's your turn to be a part of the officiating ranks, which is really, you know, anytime we can get more officials, that's a great thing. But you've got that that tall lanky athletic body, which is great for officials. And, uh, and, and you really, I'm sure have uh, a good mindset of what it takes to be a good official. So, um, is that what got you into officiating or, um, or, or was it something else?
1: Well, I've always been involved in, uh, well, involved in some ways, but just an observer of officials. And, uh, I'll have to tell you, Mark, my, uh, baseball, is my first love. Mm-hmm. And, uh, when I was in high school and in college, and then after college, I was a baseball umpire for youth games, uh, summer varsity games. I was not a licensed baseball umpire, but I loved being on the field. And, uh, I, I will uh, most likely, uh, venture down that road once my kids get older. Um, but when I was in college, I officiated basketball games just for our intramural, uh, program and this was at Bluffton University mm-hmm. and I that's when I first got my taste of basketball officiating I love being on the court um being a part of the game uh talking to the coaches um talking with your partner you know just that camaraderie that you have I played basketball in high school but it was my third sport um graduate of Marion Pleasant High School football was one baseball's two and basketball was three but I loved being out there um but when my kids here recently got older and they're kind of able to fend for themselves, that's when I decided that uh, it was time for me to, to get licensed and, and get out there and start working games. Uh, I knew that I would love doing it. And that has proven to be true. Um, I, I tell you, I, I would be on a court every night if I could. My, my wife would probably kill me. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I work uh, usually two uh, dates a week. Usually that's going to be a a junior high doubleheader on a Tuesday, and then a, a freshman JV game on a either a Saturday afternoon, maybe a Friday. But I don't open up as many dates uh, as what I, I probably will down the road. Um, my kids right now are in fourth and sixth grade, so we still have uh, a very busy uh, uh, home schedule. But I, I was glad that my wife was able to give me the green light to do that Um, better late than never. And uh, I wish I would have done it sooner, but um, a lot of that, and I'm sure a lot of officials will, will, well, you know, they're in the same boat too. You know, you have to have, you know, manage your work and your, your home life too.
0: Absolutely. And, and that is uh, something we'll definitely talk about uh, in a little bit because I knew you have young children, a couple of uh, interesting things about what you just said Bluffton university, home of Guy Neal, the basketball coach there, uh-huh. I all, Ultimate respect for him. And uh-huh. baseball, I, I saw you're a Cincinnati Reds fan, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a lot of times around this area, we have a lot of Brown, uh, Indians fans. I was going to say Browns. Uh-huh. Indians fans. And uh, it's always uh-huh. nice to see another Reds fan. I like that. Thank you. That's uh-huh. good.
1: Yeah. yeah, love the Reds. Yeah, baseball <laughs> is my first love. And um, I, I could tell you any day of the week during the season where the Reds are that night and yep. who they're pitching. So I, I follow them pretty close. Um, but yeah, I mentioned Guy Neal, I, I, you know, Guy's a great basketball coach, been there since 1988. Yeah. And, um, I, I, will tell you a quick story though, uh, kind of my introduction to how coaches interact with officials, especially mm-hmm. at the college level. Mm-hmm. When I was the sports information director at Bluffton, my seat at the scorers table was two down from our home team's bench. So I, I am five feet away from coach, coach Neal for every home game. And, uh, you, you learn how coaches interact with officials, what kind of questions they ask, what conversations they have. Um, there is a, a, a college basketball official named Brett Gearhart, who is here in the central Ohio area. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he was a high school basketball official as well for a long time. Now he's just at the college level. Uh, I've gotten to know Brett over the years and Brett still does Bluffton games and gets a chance to to you know work a game that Guy Neal's coaching uh, once or twice a year. So we have we have some good stories about that, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, I've learned a lot from Brett too. So he's he's a, a mentor. I consider him a mentor, and uh, learn more that way. But um, yeah, just uh, being around basketball at the college level, you know, at the scores table, doing the statistics uh, both at Bluffton and then OSU was certainly a very valuable experience, and and it kind of um, Kind of teaches you how uh, you can effectively talk with a coach during mm-hmm. a game, and and how not to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things you can you can say and mannerisms to to use that really either help diffuse a situation or have a good conversation even during the game. I, I I like talking to coaches during the game, but there's a certain way to do it.
0: Yep, absolutely, totally agree with you on that. Hey, that's the end of our pregame. We're gonna go to the first quarter. We'll be right
2: back. Hey ref, this is Matt Kearns with PQ2 LLC. Call me to discuss your next injection molded plastic resin buy. You'll realize it was a great call. We've been in the plastics business for over 40 years and are thrilled to work closely with world-class customers and best-in-class domestic and global suppliers. You can expect complete transparency through every step of your polymer sourcing process. This year marks my 34th year of officiating basketball in the state of Ohio, and I'm sending my best wishes to you for a safe, successful, and fun year on the hardwoods. Hey, ref, click on www.pq-2.com.
0: So first quarter, we want to talk a little bit just again about um, officiating and uh, this is your third year. Uh, Talk a little bit about uh, the JV experience, the junior high experience, but let's first hit JV. Do you stick around and watch and listen to the varsity officials at all?
1: I sure do, Mark. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I always watch at least the first half of the varsity game. Awesome. Uh, If I'm able to, I watch the whole game. But that's one of the things I really enjoy, Um, you know, because I get to um, and not every JV or freshman official does this, but I will stick around and ask questions. Uh, I go in the locker room with them at halftime and ask questions. And I've just really loved doing that because the varsity officials that I've been exposed to here in central Ohio, they like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They they appreciate me sticking around. Uh, and I, I usually ask them questions that get them talking about how they do what they do. Um, and so uh, sometimes by the time we get in the locker room after the JV game, their pregame meeting's already done. But then I can uh, if there's enough time, I'll ask a couple questions. But then, you know, uh, we'll, we'll definitely sit down and talk at halftime.
0: Yeah, and you're at that point of your career where you're really still, I think, seeking advice. And uh, so you've been able to pick a lot of brains. What kind of things have you learned the most about accepting advice from a variety of different officials? Because I'm sure not all the advice you receive is something that you want to retain, but there are certain things you definitely want to, to hold on to.
1: Absolutely. You know, I think uh, it's kind of, Either falls into two buckets. One could be mechanics, and one could be you know. I've had varsity officials who watched me in the JV game. They may have even something technical, such as um, you know how you hold your arm on a violation, how you hold your arm on a on a foul, or or um, where to stand, you know, when, when the ball's going long and you're in the backcourt, those type of things. Uh, so sometimes it's even positioning or mechanics, but a lot of times it's, you know, why did you call what you called? You know, that that's such a big part of basketball, obviously, because so many things happen, bang, bang, and you have to make the call quickly and uh, sell the call. Obviously, I mean, we we talk about that as officials all the time, you know, make the best call you can, and make sure everyone in the gym knows that that's exactly what happened. So, I think that's one of the big things that I've seen with uh, younger officials than me uh, is that sometimes they're not um, as strong with a call as what they could and what they need to be. Um, that obviously comes in time. I feel like I'm already there with making a strong call, but uh, obviously, you know, in my third year, I'm still going to, to get um, you know, pointers on, on mechanics and, and where to go, how to rotate, uh, you know, so many, um, so many changes happen going from two man to three man. So I, mm-hmm. I, love the three man game. It's better to have, you know, three officials on the court, but a lot of the junior high games, it's a two man game. And so you really need to, uh, be able to, to move around quickly, especially if you're in trail.
0: Yeah, and what's the difference that you've noticed between like JV freshman and junior high basketball? Um, and and let's let's look at the fans, let's look at the coaches, and let's look at the officials. What are some of the differences that you've seen in, in those three levels?
1: Well, you know, from the officials' standpoint. Um, I think the biggest thing with junior high and even freshman games is sometimes my partner might be in his or her first year of officiating. And of course, there's going to be officials that are just learning the game and they're just learning, um, you know, how to how to function on the court. And so um, I'm I'm 45. I'm I'm older than most of the new officials. Um, But uh, but I'm still you know, a newer official myself, but I'm, I'm to the point now that I'm able to coach them up a little bit and make sure that they're doing the best they can. I think more at the JV level, at least in central Ohio, uh, I don't see the, the, that rookie official yet. Um, They're, they're mainly um, there. There's a lot of class one officials in central Ohio that do JV games. So that that's probably the biggest experience. A lot of times in a JV game, your partner may be a brand new official, and so you you have to work through that. Um, but in terms of uh, the the fans and uh, and coaches, I think they're pretty similar. You know, uh, you're you're usually not dealing with a packed gym that has that electric atmosphere that you have at some of the the varsity games. So it, it's more of a they're playing uh, to learn the game to to work on their skills, to, you know, put in the offense and defense that the varsity team is, is going to run. Um, so I, I just really enjoy um, that, that teaching aspect. Uh, I, I've only had a couple issues with coaches here in Central Ohio that, that w- stepped over the line in terms of um, their competitiveness. And, and everyone wants to win. Everyone's competitive. But at, at that level, it's more about teaching and coaching than really getting on an official so that's probably the biggest difference i see between the the sub varsity level and then when you watch the varsity game
0: yeah and that makes it tough i think and it's funny you said that because we we just had this discussion at the association meetings that we were uh, talking with some of the officials that do junior high games especially and that it is a teaching uh, emphasis at that point and um, you know that's what the coaches should be doing and i know there was talk about Eliminating the coaching box um, recently, and boy, wouldn't that be a nice thing to do—to be able to keep the coaches, um, <laughs> keep the coaches teaching instead of uh, really, in essence, that's where we lose a lot of our officials—is—is is because they start out in the junior high and just get lit up. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I think, uh, from my point of view, anyways, that would have been a great addition to uh, to the rule book, um, at least for the junior high section, anyways. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree with you, Mark. And I I, um I just uh, I'm always thankful that um, most of the junior high coaches that I've been around here they they are in it for the right reason. Mm -hmm. They are not gonna um make it too difficult for the officials. So I've appreciated that. Um, You know, it, it is always interesting though when after a JV game and you watch the varsity game, which coaches are just really um, getting after, uh, the official, um, that, that does happen. And, you know, I, and I, I do camps in the summer and sometimes those are varsity games and, uh, it is definitely a, a step up. Um, but I, I like talking with coaches in the summer too, um, because they're always great. They're, they're about trying to teach the kids who are out there. Of course, everyone's pulled different directions in the summer, right? But they may have some kids who they're trying to teach and put in their offense. And so it's a chance just to hear how they're trying to, to, to coach their program. And uh, um, that, that's a great learning experience uh, for the officials too.
0: Sure. Well, let's go to our second quarter. But first, Matt Kearns and PQ2 LLC want to educate you about their business. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, ref. Objectivity, integrity, and experience. All hallmarks of a quality basketball official. At PQ2 LLC, we bring those traits and an unmatched passion for our customer's successful plastic application by being a one-stop shop for thermoplastic resins. Visit our website at www.pq-2.com. Real needs, practical solutions, and exponential results. PQ2 LLC.
0: In our second quarter, we talk a little bit, uh, I like to talk about mentoring. And you had touched on that a little bit um, by finding yourself a mentor uh, from a high school level. Were you Have you been able to find a, a good mentor to um, watch you as you're doing your JV games or maybe more than one? <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely in fact um uh paul melcher is uh with the central ohio basketball officials association paul was my instructor for my class um love talking to paul uh, still see him in meetings and love picking his brain um and then here uh, at the ohsa we have two class one officials here at the ohsa uh, for basketball that's tyler brooks and bo Rugg, and a lot of people know those two names just from the the ohsa standpoint um we you know our our day job is we're we're running high school sports from the ohsa standpoint but they're both basketball officials too although i'm going to get on bo i don't know if he still officiates but of course he did for years uh but I, i'll talk with both of them uh, during the season i'll come in uh on a wednesday morning after i did a double header and say you know he, here's what happened here's how i handled it uh, what 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 would you uh, think uh, in that particular situation? So I like to bounce uh, ideas off of them and scenarios, and they uh, they uh, it's funny because they uh, when they get to talk a little X's and O's and you know dive in, into the rule book, um, you know they they get excited about that too. So it's a chance for us to kind of step away for a couple minutes from our normal day to day work here at the OHSa. And really, just talk basketball officiating, yeah. and uh, so that that's always fun to do.
0: Yeah, that's the best of both worlds, right there. When you can, you know, one, you're you're working at the OHSAA, and two, <laughs> you get to talk about about sports and and particularly basketball and officiating. So that's mm-hmm. uh, that that would be a great start to my day. I know that. But um, yeah. <laughs> when <laughs> with your position, you deal with a lot of media requests. We know that, and and probably yeah. deal with a lot of complaints in officiating. Uh, you probably deal with a lot of the similar things, right? You deal with a lot of complaints. You deal with um, a lot of requests. So, talk a little bit uh, about how you are adapting to that on the basketball floor, uh, as in front of in front of uh, all the people that you're dealing with that, in, as opposed to in your office dealing with with stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, I, I'm director of media relations here, so I handle our uh, our credential requests for the state tournament, and uh, it, it is definitely a lot different now than when I first started 14 years ago. Um, the The rise of social media has just opened mm-hmm. up a whole new category for potential media coverage, and it takes a while to to look at a particular request from a media outlet that. Uh, You may not know, Uh, like, for example, if the Toledo Blade asked for a credential for Steve Junga to cover the state tournament, well, obviously, that's a major daily newspaper and Steve's a veteran sports writer that that's, uh, you know, easy to easy to handle. Uh, What we've seen, though, is a rise in the number of websites, uh, some of which only cover recruiting, which is a, a category that we typically don't credential for the state tournament. Um, and some are in it just with a social media account and you you have to have more than a a social media account you can't just have a twitter account and expect to get a credential so it's an educational process Uh, it's a stressful time though because obviously we're uh, at the state tournament we're dealing with uh, you know a a list of 100 different things that got to get done between Saturday night. And and when you tip off on Thursday morning for the girls or Friday morning for the boys. So it's, it's a lot to handle. Um, but I've been doing it for a while. So I feel confident in that. I guess it's kind of like officiating a game. You know, the first time you're out there, I remember my first state tournament, you know, if you are going to deny a credential application, you, maybe you're a little hesitant. Like, am I doing this right? It, is my gut is that I shouldn't credential this. Um, and, and you make the call, well, now I've been doing it long enough, I can spot a uh, an application pretty quick that is not going to get approved, and, and I'm confident in it. So it's definitely a process to go through. Um, you have to go through it a couple times before you, you feel like you're really confident in what you're calling. But um, I, I enjoy doing that. Um, you know, the, the biggest question I get during uh, the regular season games, um, a lot of it is, you know, is flash photography still allowed? I get that question a lot. And, of course, in basketball, flash photography is allowed, just not right under the basket. So they have to be outside of the free throw lane area. But then it's approved. Um, so uh, I, there there are still some officials that, uh, that call and will ask about that. You know, they, they didn't think flash photography is allowed, but it is as long as they're not under the basket. And we move on from there.
0: Yeah, yep. Well, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll head to the third and fourth quarters, followed by the post-game and a quick five quick decisions. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, Ref. This is Matt Kearns and I'm honored and proud that PQ2 LLC is sponsoring my very good friend and former co-official Mark Fralick and the High School Basketball Referee Podcast. I love plastics manufacturing and making things happen in the world of engineering, resin, distribution, and compounding. But come on, there's nothing like game night. A packed gym, the place is rocking, and we leave the floor knowing our crew gave the players and coaches our best, right? I truly hope you enjoy these podcasts, and thank you for your continued support of the High School Basketball Referee Podcast and PQ2 LLC. Tonight's tip... Nobody came to see us officiate, so make sure the kids are the stars on game night.
0: Welcome to our third quarter. We're talking with Tim Streed of the OHSAAA, who is also a high school basketball official. And so, Tim, what has surprised you the most about basketball officiating? Oh,
1: boy. The thing that surprised me the most. Well, I, I knew that I would enjoy doing it. I didn't realize how much I would enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, like I said earlier, I, I could do a game every every day if, uh, if I could. Um, I think the thing I, I really um, enjoy the most is just, you know, getting to the school early, you know, meeting with your partners, uh, having that, you know, informal conversation and then talking about the game. Um, talking about the game afterwards um so it, it's really a, a group uh effort and and i like being a part of that team so i really enjoy that you know i i when i officiated earlier there wasn't that aspect of it but now it's uh, just it's great being a, a professional you know official you know you're out there trained you have the tools you need and you work the games um in terms of uh Things that have surprised me, um, you know what? I, I don't know if "surprise" is the right word, but you know, it. it and and Paul Melcher talks about this all the time. Um, and our signers here in Central Ohio is to take care of your business on the uh, on the arbiter side, your schedule side. Um, you know, don't let uh, a contract go un- unaccepted or or declined. You know, don't let it sit either accept it or decline it. Um, you know, may, make sure you're being professional and, and take care of your business away from the court um, with Arbiter, with your local association, you know, be, be professional about it. And uh, that way your your, um, your relationships with the assigners and with other officials is as good as it can be.
0: That's 100% correct. And I'm glad that they bring that up because, um, yeah, communication is is really big, especially when you talk about Arbiter, making sure that everything is up to date because assigners are really, um, they want to get the games assigned and and move on. So that's, that's great. You touched about social media a little bit. Talk a little bit about, yeah you know, it's really a big deal in today's world because at the drop of a hat, I mean, somebody's videotaping somebody else and uh, what happens on the basketball floor, uh, uh, incidences like certain things can can go viral. Has that been any topic of conversation uh, in your meetings about uh, making sure that we always present ourselves in a professional manner so we don't end up on that video?
1: Yeah, that, that does come up. Um, we, in our local association meetings, uh, Paul stresses, um, you know, uh, you know, look the part, um, you know, act the part, you know, be, be professional. Um, when I go to a a gym for my game, I, I I don't necessarily wear a a tie and a suit, like a lot of uh, state tournament officials do, which is great to see, or college officials will go there in a tie, but I want to look professional. Um, because, you know, someone's always watching mm-hmm. and you want to make that really good first impression um, in, in terms of social media in the office, though. You know, we we get sent video clips, you know, all the time uh, of a regular season game on a Tuesday night in Youngstown where the traveling wasn't called. Is this traveling? Um, you know, we get those kind of clips a lot. You really have to kind of deflect those because we cannot get involved in all those uh, uh, every little situation. Um, my favorite is when we get sent a still picture of uh, what they claim to be a bad call. Like you can determine <laughs> anything on a still picture. But you're right that um, that social media uh, and, and cell phone cameras obviously are picking up so much. Um, you know, one of the difficult things too is when there's a flagrant foul away from the ball and the official missed it. Um, and, uh, and a player is either uh, injured, uh, or, you know, it, there, then there's a uh, altercation that ensues after that. And you, you can look at the video afterwards and it's clearly right there because someone had their phone up and they were filming, but it was, um, a situation where the official didn't see it. And so the, just the rise in the number of video clips that we get because of cell phone cameras is really high
0: yeah I'll but i'll bet it is and all the more reason to be uh i as we always say uh, at our meetings uh, eyes on the players and uh, mm-hmm. always make sure we have Boxing our eyes it. on the players yep. exactly yep that is the end of our third quarter we're going to go to the fourth quarter in a little bit we'll be right back
2: hey ref the fourth quarter is crunch time with the outcome of the game and the balance a Hoops official's greatest assets are experience, knowledge, and game management skills. And when that final buzzer sounds, and we've returned to the locker room for our post-game debrief, we know we've done our best. When it comes to plastic resins, PQ2 LLC brings the same experience, knowledge, and management skills to every client engagement. Our observations are focused, our solutions are practical, and our results are exponential. Check us out at www.pq-2.com to learn how we've earned our stripes.
0: Our fourth quarter begins. And uh, Tim, when you look at officiating, you know, there are plenty of things to gain from it um, as an official, professionally Um what kind of things are you finding that officiating is helping you in your professional world and, and the way you approach things?
1: I think the biggest thing that comes to mind, Mark, is just my relationships with athletic directors and coaches and, and getting out into the schools and getting to know them. Um, you know, for my position here at, at the OHSA, I am, I'm constantly on email with, athletic directors and coaches for various things, especially when we get into the regional and state tournaments. But, you know, on a Tuesday night in December to get out to a local school, um, you know, meet the AD, get a chance to be on their turf, I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's probably one of the biggest things I enjoy and, and that uh, it, it just helps me grow a- as a person and my relationships with schools. You know, it's not just on a computer, on email, you're on their turf. You get to hear what, uh, what their big concerns are, their questions. A lot of times if I've, uh, I'm out of school and they know I'm at OHSA, they may have a question that I can help them with, or they may say, you know, why is it this way or why do you do things that way? Um, it's a chance to just have a one-on-one conversation. And sometimes we don't always get that until the regional or state tournament level, but it's a chance to do that, you know, in November and December and January and February.
0: Yeah, you're kind of at a unique position there because you you're, while well, you want to be a basketball official, no matter where you go, you're always going to be associated with the OHSAA. Um, can that get a little old or do you just have to uh, basically suck it up and say, this is what I do. I have to answer these questions. Well,
1: the good thing, Mark, is that most people in the stands don't know I right, work for right. OHSAA. <laughs>
0: That's true. Um,
1: in fact, none of them do unless I happen to know them personally, but um I wouldn't say it gets old. Um, you know, I I think part of it is because uh, my biggest goal is that I'm I'm helpful to our schools, and that i you know we we are a service organization. We want to serve our member schools. Um, if I guess if I had a different mentality or or if if I was in a confrontational mode all the time, that might get old. But I'm not. You know, and and all of us that work here, we have nineteen full-time employees only 19 and we all now are of the same mindset that we want to serve our member schools we want to help them and I think our schools know that uh so uh, what we're trying to do is be a service organization and when I'm basketball officiating I still kind of wear that hat I you know if it's before the game or even after the game I'll stand next to the AD and we'll chat a little bit and I want them to know that we're trying to help them We're, we're here to serve and so um yeah, I, I have not. I have not, Mark, had a situation where uh, a coach or a, or an AD or anyone has has used my uh, employment at OHSA in any negative way. Good. So um, knock on wood, hopefully yeah. that doesn't
0: happen. Right. And, and, you know, you talked a little bit earlier about uh, some of the things that you're you know you think you're strong at on the basketball floor like uh, mechanics yeah. and you're third year yeah. in and and uh, but when you look at this year i'm sure you've probably set some goals for yourself what kind of things are you looking to improve upon this year and and what kind of goals do you have set for officiating
1: sure well i, I think the thing and I, I really started working on this last year but i think i still need to get better at it is not ball watching you know especially uh, in a two-man game, it's easy to to ball watch because you're only you and your partner out there. Mm-hmm. In a three-man game, it, it's easier not to ball watch because you're really focused on your area, your primary area. Um, but I still want to keep working on making sure I'm not just staring at the ball, that I'm going to make sure I'm looking at my primary, and that especially on a call, and sometimes this is easy to do, especially with a newer official – it's easy to not box in the players. You know, you got to make sure that you're not going through the middle. That you're gonna make sure you go around them. Keep everything contained. So those are things I'm I'm always thinking about. Um, you know, I think the other thing this year, and I started getting better at it last year, but was was too much contact. what was too much hard defensive contact. You know, when you're a, a first year official and a and a player's playing really aggressive defense. Sometimes it's hard to know, okay, is that too much? Is that over the line? Is that too much contact? Um, And so maybe you don't blow the the whistle as much as you should. Well, I'm, I think the thing that uh, I've learned is especially early in the game, if you get a defender that gets right up and, and is, is definitely not giving that offensive player their space. um, We're going to hit it with a call. You know, we're going to try to keep that from escalating as the game goes on. And and hopefully it'll be a cleaner game. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. That puts the end to our fourth quarter. We will be right back with the post game, but first let's hear from Matt Kearns.
2: Hey ref, good game. When a coach or player acknowledge your effort at the end of a contest, it can make the difference between a fun ride home or one where you're questioning every call you made in total silence. In business, it's no different. When the customer values your performance and takes the time to let you know, visit www.pq-2.com forward slash about to read customer testimonials and then call us at 330-888-9448 to discuss your next plastic application needs. Never ride home wondering if you made the right call. So in the postgame,
0: you talked a little bit about this prior uh, in one of the previous sections, but we talked about the brother and sisterhood of officiating. And that's something that, you know, for varsity officials anyways, we get together after games a lot of times and and especially on the weekends and might find a place to eat and go talk about the games. Um, Have you been able to experience that at any level so far?
1: So I have not been able to do that. Yeah. I I look forward to the day that happens, Mark. Yeah. So for what I have been officiating at the class two level is uh, I am not on a crew. Um, I, you know, I don't have a partner that I work with for most of my games. I'm, I often will work with a person I've worked with before, but we don't uh, get assigned as a crew. So um, the the thing that I observe when I watch the varsity games, especially talking to them before the game at halftime, is that a lot of them are a crew and, and they know each other real well. And they're they're friends and they've been working on the crew together for years. Um, you know, when my kids get older and uh, and I, I do go for the class one, I, I think I'm looking forward to being a part of a crew where it's uh, you know, there's some stability there. We can have some camaraderie before and after the game. Um, Brett Gearhart talks about that, about meeting up with the crew to eat a meal before the game, Um, you know, and and I I look forward to that.
0: Yeah, that's a great thing about officiating that I know that's something that a lot of us uh, treasure for sure. Um, And you you touched a little bit about your kids and getting older. Talk a little bit about family life and how you've been able to uh, balance that life between home life and officiating life.
1: Sure. Well, and, and yeah, my kids are uh, 10 and 11. They're in fourth and sixth grade. And, you know, while they're still young, I, I want to be home on Friday nights unless we are going to a game ourselves as a family, which we do that, too. I, I love doing that. Um, now that my oldest is in middle school, uh, we've even gone to some middle school games like there. The thing I love so much is that now they're getting into it. They want to follow. Uh, so we're in the Tangy School District, so we'll often pick out, you know, which of the four Tangy High Schools <laughs> is, is home this Friday night. We're going to go, you know, get pizza before the game and then go to the game or vice versa. So we do that as a family. Um, I don't really want to give that up yet. So I think once they are, you know, a, out of high school, then I'll become a, a class one official. I've had people ask me why I'm not yet. So I, I look forward to doing that. Um, but you know, while they're still young, um, you know, we, I, I coach their travel baseball team. Um, uh, we, we practice, um, you know, at least once a week all year round and and my younger son loves baseball. So he, he'd be out there every day doing baseball if he could. (laughs) So enjoy doing that. Um, but, uh, we, we certainly have to manage, uh, the calendars, um, give uh, credit to my wife for being uh, flexible with our schedules and if I can uh, just plan our week uh, far enough in advance where hey this Tuesday night I'm officiating you know we we block out that evening and we're able to plan for it I think that's the biggest thing I, I I rarely will kind of on the spur of the moment open up a date um, or, or accept a game that I wasn't originally open for mm-hmm. uh, just because it's going to create a little bit of chaos in the home schedule. So as long as we get it scheduled out far enough, uh, I, I can do a, a date or two a week.
0: Yep. And uh, spouses, uh, kudos go out to all of the spouses because we know yes. as officials there is no way we could do this without their support. So that's yep. uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Hey, that's the end of the post game. One more segment to go. Five quick decisions. We'll be right back.
2: Hey ref, PQ2 LLC is proud to be the thermoplastic resin company that dares to be different. Call Matt Kearns at 330-888-9448 and ask what makes PQ2 LLC different. Officials cite relationships within the community of basketball officials as a huge reason why we take the floor each game night, year after year. PQ2 LLC. Brings the same passion you have in the locker room to every client relationship we've built over the years.
0: Okay, welcome to our back to our five quick decisions with Tim Streed. Tim, uh, as a JV official, uh, maybe some junior high school games, some freshman games. Your eating times are definitely off because you know the, those games. I think the the junior high especially start at four thirty um mm-hmm. jv is is right around supper time at six but um do you one do you eat anything at the games and two who's got the best concession food that you've, that you've been at so far
1: oh boy um i do try to get a bag of popcorn after my game I, i'm a sucker for concession stand popcorn <laughs> so uh and those i there's a couple of uh, schools, like I think Olentangy Liberty, I just remember having really good popcorn. I'll give them credit. Uh, Delaware Hayes has good popcorn. I remember that. So, yeah, I'm a sucker for a normal concession stand, hot dog and a popcorn and, and, a, and a water serum. So, right. yeah, I, I'm a sucker for that.
0: Keeping it simple. We like that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if there's one rule that you could change in high school basketball, what would it be?
1: Oh boy! High school basketball rule change. Um, well, I would not vote for a shot clock. How about that? You know, there—that's there—that's in the news these days. Uh, but I, I am so glad that we do not have the shot clock at the, at the high school level. That would lead to more um, crazy situations and stoppages than what it would be worth. So. Um, how about that? I'll, I'll just say no shot clock. No shot clock.
0: And you get more videos at the OHSAA, too, I'm sure. That yes, would. <laughs> we would. If you had the chance, somebody came up to you and said, Tim, I want you to design the next officiating outfit for basketball referees, We, what would you change? Huh,
1: basketball officiating. Um, well, I, I don't know if I would uh, – change too much I, you know I, I i think the biggest thing officials can do especially if you're a young official get yourself a really good pair of shoes <laughs> spend more money on your shoes than anything else uh, ma- make sure you take care of your feet um, i'll still work with uh, an official once in a while that uh, e- either does not have a newer pair of pants or they still wear a belt with their basketball pants, go out and get a really good pair of basketball, officiating pants. You'll look sharp. You don't have to wear the belt. Uh, so, uh, it's not necessarily a change, but i just encourage all of my officiating colleagues, you know, look sharp.
0: Yeah, good. I agree with that one. Uh, last one. What is the funniest thing that you have seen on the basketball floor as an official?
1: Oh boy, funniest thing. Um, well, you know, you you always have those situations where you know a player you know gets uh, tripped by the invisible court monster or the <laughs> half court line. So those those are often funny, and and you know they even will laugh at themselves sometime for that. Um, I had one that was uh, oh this was last year in a in a junior high game and. Obviously, the the call, no official hopes they ever have to make, but it's when there's like a three-quarters court shot at the buzzer that obviously has no chance of going in, but it, the opponent comes up and just crushes the, the player that's trying to heave the ball, you know, just right. leave him alone. Well, I had one of those last year where – you know, it, there's no way this ball would even get to the free throw line, but it was right before the horn. A defender comes up and just smacks the both arms so hard. So y- you have to call it. I mean, the player got killed. And the the coach was, he was, he first he was mad at the player. I, I couldn't tell if he was mad at me for the call first, but he was mad at the player. And then when I walked over after I reported it, he just was laughing and said, Boy, I guess we didn't actually talk about that yet, did we? <laughs> Don't foul a player trying to shoot a 50-foot shot. So he then, was, uh, then he was laughing. So, you know, you get situations like that where players are still learning.
0: Yeah, and that's always a lot of fun to see the young kids' facial reactions, too, when stuff like that happens. I coached uh, junior high basketball for about uh, nine years, and <laughs> some of the things those kids come up with, uh, it does it, it it one it's funny and two it's frustrating <laughs> yeah
1: but they're learning and, exactly. and the coach is uh the coach was great he was like yeah you kind of had a call that he kind of just uh, knocked him down there on a yeah. on a 50-foot shot
0: <laughs> well tim thanks a lot for joining uh the the high school basketball referee podcast uh it, it's really good to have a perspective of uh of an official who is, uh, on the way up to becoming a of varsity official. And, and, uh, so I'm glad you took the time out today to, uh, give us some of that wisdom. Appreciate it.
1: Thanks for all you do. And uh, just, a pleasure to be talking with you.
0: And that closes another episode of the high school basketball referee with Mark Fraley podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen until next time. Have a great day. Brighten someone's day with a smile and God bless.